Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Juice. Thanks so much for downloading our podcast. I still can't believe Keegan Murray dropped 47 points. And how about to celebrate, you take a second, if you're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, to drop us a five-star review. I'm going to stop mentioning it at some point, but we still need some more. All it does is help us grow. And enjoy today's episode of the Do Some Mo Podcast. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast, recording this on a Saturday night. One for the record books at Golden One Center in Sacramento. We saw a star being born Ooh. in front of our eyes as Keegan Murray put on an absolute shooting clinic. G-Man said it best at one point, Keegan Murray is two away from the NBA record in May threes in a game. It was that type of night for Keegan Murray, who finished with a career-high 47 points. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. He hit a franchise record 12 three-pointers, a franchise record for points in a quarter with 26, and the Sacramento Kings won without De'Aaron Fox in the lineup tonight. 125 to 104. They're now 15 and 9 on the season, getting ready with a show for a showdown on Monday against the Wizards. Each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends are at Northwest Exteriors. Check out northwestexteriors.com. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing? So good. So good. A star was born tonight. I love that. And I love that for so many reasons because this wasn't one of those games where it's like, ha, fluky. Coming off, I I don't want to disrespect any other players, so I'm just going to say one game, whatever, where he's just hot, had the hot hand. No, no, no. You're seeing what Keegan Murray is capable. I'm not acting like he's going to drop 47 points every single night just because he's capable of doing that this one night or what, making 11 straight threes. An NBA record. An he also NBA record. Hit a franchise record seven threes in the third quarter alone. But you're just seeing what this guy is capable of as a player. And if he can find a place to find some consistency at this level, which I very much believe that he can on both ends of the floor, yeah, a star is brightening. Brightening, yeah. Well, because I couldn't say a star is born again. Yeah, like, what fine. did you want me to say? I, I think the other thing... That is worth repeating. Something I mentioned in our pre-show on YouTube tonight. Mm. We got to stop. We got to stop with this whole, get off Fanspo, get off the ESPN trade tracker, stop screenshotting your trade ideas. I don't want to see another Sacramento Kings related trade that features Keegan Murray. This guy is a stud. He's young. He's got size at 6'8", 6'9". He's gotten stronger in this year. He's turned into if not the best defensive player on the Kings, one of the best defensive players on the Kings. Not only that, 
Last year, he was lethal from three. Got mm. off to a slow start this year, but since the back injury, since coming back from that, it's heading in the right direction. Tonight, you saw the best of Keegan Murray. I, I love everything about his game. I love his personality, meaning he is just focused on, I want to play basketball. I'm a good guy. I'm a good teammate. He's out there defending his ass off no matter what and then raining down threes. I am so used to the Kings being on the other side of this. We were witnessing Clay Thompson drop 37 points on the Kings in a third quarter at one point in time. We've seen other players kill the Kings. Tonight, the Kings were on the other side of that with Keegan Murray having an unbelievable night. The Kings need to keep Keegan Murray. We don't need to talk about it anymore. He is part of the solution. Let this guy grow, and he's going to be a really, really good two-way player for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I mean, and wasn't it reported, too? The Kings are not uh, uh, thinking about trading Keegan Murray in any way, shape, or form. I don't know what the exact line or the tweet was, but it's like, to me, that was already a no-shit situation. Like, why would you? But then at the same time, you did see this front office really aggressive when it came to someone like Tyrese Halliburton years ago. Different situation as well. Different player as well. So what Keegan Murray is as a player on this team is something, but you look at him as a player in the NBA, he is a body type that everyone wants. He is a guy that can do it on both ends that all teams would want. And I just look at him and where he can seriously elevate and take his game in the position and the role that he's in with this team. And it makes me super excited for his future. His final stat line tonight, 47 points. He missed seven shots, 16 of 23 He was 12 of 15 from three, three of four from the line. He also had eight rebounds, two assists, and two steals tonight in 36 minutes of action. It was an interesting night at Golden One Center before the game. Felt like kind of a sleepy, late arriving crowd. Like, oh, Utah Jazz are in town. Okay. It didn't seem like the crowd was super fired up ahead of time. It was kind of a late arriving crowd. Dude, that crowd was going so crazy. I've been to so many Kings games over the years. I'm so fortunate to be able to go to these games. Right? Yeah. I've seen amazing performances. Sure. I've watched LeBron drop 50 in a game. I've seen Dame. I've seen, you know, DeMarcus have a 55-point game or whatever it was against Portland. There's so many great performances over the years. This might be one of the best I've wow. ever seen in person. No, because, one, it's it's one of your guys doing it, right? Yeah. It's not a, 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 someone from the opposing oh, team. Thank God. You're at home. But I think the Kings, they, it wasn't like they were forcing it with Keegan. Like, this all came in the flow of the offense. Absolutely. It wasn't like, oh, Keegan was foul hunting and uh, he shot 20 free throws tonight. It was lethal shooting. It was making the right yep. plays, finding the open man, and shooting it with confidence. Hell, one of the plays tonight... Keegan passed up a good look from three. I looked over at the Kings bench. I saw Luke Lauk's like put up his hand like, oh, shoot it. Keegan gave it to Sabonis. Yeah. Then Sabonis got right back to Keegan in the corner who stepped into a three. Oh, my God. Yes, I remember that. That was in like the way that he stepped back. I was like, wait, is he even behind the three-point line at that point? And it was just like yep. you just felt his energy, his confidence in the way that he was shooting the ball. It was 
it was give him the ball and get out of his way. And you talk about how efficiently he did this. I thought this was interesting. Willsey stats put out uh, when Keegan Murray tied Buddy Heald's record at 11. So he said Keegan Murray ties Buddy for most made threes in Kings history with 11. So at the, that point, it took Buddy 21 attempts to yeah. make those 11 threes. And it only took Keegan the, that 12 to get to that 11 <laughs> straight threes. Incredible. It was, it was just insane. Oh, so insane that after the Warriors game tonight, Steph Curry was asked about it. Uh, here's what Steph had to say when he was informed that Keegan had a monster night. Keegan Murray started 12 of 13 from three. Um, you've he hit what? <laughs> yeah, in the first three quarters. Um, you've hit 13 in the game before. Uh, it's still going on. Ah, he got hit with it. <laughs> Clay, Clay hypothetically had 18 in Chicago if he would have stayed in the game. And is it still going on? Well, just how how he's difficult. Still at, oh, this is this is dope. He's still at 12. I think so. <laughs> Pull it up, Anthony. Come on. Yes. How how would you just describe that record, just in terms of its difficulty to achieve? You know, you and Clay have both been up there. Um, I mean, when somebody, the team knows you're hot, they're going to start to shade your way, take, you know, your looks away. you got to sustain that over the course of a game. 12 or 13 is nuts. Um, right he's getting them up. He's getting them up. <laughs> How much time's left? Stay tuned. Mm. Um, no, nah, but it's, it's, I yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, it's tough because you have to find good looks. Obviously, stay hot the whole game. Clay was, was wild because he got, I think, he was 14 for like 21 or something like that in three quarters. I was, took me the whole game when I hit 13. Uh, honestly, I'm surprised still that it's still 14 because of how many threes are getting, getting up uh, these days. But it's cool that Clay still got it for now. Okay. The fact that one of the the best shooter of all time. There you right? go. The best shooter of all time there was like, go. I'm sorry, what? He's 12 of 13. Loved that reaction. This is the perspective that we need to have tonight. This this doesn't happen all the time, okay? Keegan Murray, 24 games into his sophomore season in the NBA, hit 12 of 15 from three, two away from the NBA record, 47 points. Fox's career high is 44. They were doing some talking about that yeah, during the were. game a little bit. What Keegan Murray did tonight was special. It was absolutely special. And it's right. Like, the Kings just kept playing the right way. Mm-hmm. Utah, you're going to stay in a little, you throw your junk defenses out there. You're going to, you know, play some zone. We're going to keep moving the ball. We're going to keep attacking. One of my favorite plays from Keegan tonight. Yeah. He got it from beyond the arc, put the ball on the floor. Threw a bullet pass to Keon Ellis in the corner. Uh-huh. Keon didn't take the three. He put the ball on the floor. Keegan relocated beyond mm-hmm. the three-point line, and Keon Ellis fired it to him, buried a three. They played a really good game of basketball tonight against a shorthanded Jazz team. No denying that. Utah's super shorthanded. Sure. But what Sacramento did tonight was they played how they need to play every night, and that's with pace, pace, pace. Something worth noting, Morgan. I know you what? want to get in there. That's well, okay. Do you want to get in here about the Keegan stuff first? No, no, no. I go, go, go. So Utah, the last two games before tonight, yeah, they decided we're going to play zone all the time. Oh, yes. They were averaging about 60 
zone defensive possessions yep. a game. That's insane, right? And tonight, they did it. They went boxing one on Sabonis, meaning they had one guy all over Sabonis. Fontecchio was on him at first, just all over him, like denying him the ball, playing physical, while the other four guys play his own defense. Mm-hmm. Okay? They did that to Sabonis tonight. They then, when Sabonis was out and Monk was in, they did that to Monk. The one thing you have to do against a team that's going to play junk defenses, you know, throw a whole bunch of different looks, matchup zones, uh, uh, box and one is you have to play fast. Sacramento played fast. They had a brief moment in the second quarter where it got, got a little disjointed when they went box and one on Malik Monk, but they played with pace tonight. And then even in the half court, I felt like they adjusted better later where they went, oh, let's set some screens for Sabonis. So Sexton's on him. And then there's mismatches galore. They picked the zone apart tonight. They played with pace. And if they were in the half court, they picked it apart. A brilliant game. And they did it without De'Aaron Fox. I love how they played. Yeah. And a few things going off of everything that you just said. Sorry. Because no, no, no. I loved it. I loved it. I'm just I'm a little amped up tonight. Hey. I'm playing with pace tonight. All right. Just Mason's a little fired up. I feel like Keegan right now. Give me the ball. Give me it's Saturday night, babe. All right, gave you your chance, yeah, and then you bad, kept going bad. with it. You know, like sorry, sorry. that's where usually Mike Brown yeah, would be like, "Hey, you. you're sitting on the bench." Uh, okay, um, the where was I going with that point? Uh, it was the Jazz. Oh, them being them being health shorthanded, all those things. Great. The Kings were doing what you're supposed to do. They executed the things that they're supposed to do. And the amount of times this season that we've had to talk so much shit about their losses and how horrible they were. And then in their wins, playing perfectly. And I just felt like in this win, without De'Aaron Fox, that is like one of the key things to this, is that they kept they continue to, to have this consistent identity throughout the four quarters. And when that zone defense did screw with them, uh, just for a little bit, I believe when that second rotation came in, they figured it out. They made adjustments and then they go, they went, okay, this is actually how we need to break it. Or this is actually what we need to do. Sure. When your shots are going in, it makes life a little bit easier when you're going down the other end to make sure you get your hands up, grab those defensive rebounds, get the ball up, outlet, go all those things, push, 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 pace, pace, pace. But it's just like you, you talked about with that ball going in the corner and then, uh, Keegan relocating all those little moves kept happening and all those little details mattered so much. And I just felt like the Kings were so locked in on that end of the floor when this zone was thrown at them and they were like, Oh, these, this is some of the easiest defense to break. And at times it can really screw with teams. And that's where I was shocked even that the jazz didn't mix it up a little bit more because I'm like, that is when you disrupt a team for the most part is when you really throw different looks at them, but instead they stuck with it, wasn't working, and the Kings just kept capitalizing on their flaws. It felt like that's really all they had. Yeah. You know, they've been shorthanded. They pretty much played with eight guys, Johnny Juzang and Micah Potter, who are two-way players. I just called one of their games between in Stockton. Uh, they got in the in the day. final 422 of this game. Yeah. But for the most part, they, they played eight guys. But yeah, I, I was really impressed for it with, with how Sacramento handled it. And they they handled it exactly how they needed to tonight. The ball movement was 
superb. And, you know, uh, playing zone against a really good shooting team is tough to do. And their whole thing was like, all right, if we're going to do that boxing one with Sabonis, at least maybe we could take him out of the game. But the Kings adjusted well, like I said. And then when you're knocking down threes, the Kings hit 22 of 45. Jeez. All of a sudden, they're starting to knock down threes again. It's, Love it. And that's a good sign. The only blip they had was that game at LA against the Clippers. But the last three home games, it's been amazing three-point shooting let's also note the fact that they are playing really good basketball on the home floor i believe they're now nine and three at golden one center that's huge i want them to see, i we talked about this in our little preview we did today like this can be a trap game if you're not locked in especially you know without De'Aaron fox yeah. it's like you gotta play discipline well, and especially with the energy like you're talking about in the arena like all those yep, little yep. things can factor in and they didn't allow those things um to to factor in to, or or dictate how they were going to play this game. They said no matter what, we are playing here. We are playing our game. You saw Sabonis from the start. I think he was seven for seven. Uh I forget when he missed his first shot. But like yeah. even him, he was being aggressive, going at it and all those bunnies he's been missing in all these other games, it felt like he was focused and knew exactly what he needed to do to execute in the paint too. It's amazing his night gets overshadowed a bit tonight. I know. He only had a 20 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists on 9 of 10 shooting. You know. Great night for Demonis Sabonis. <laughs> One of my favorite stats tonight, and we got to talk more about Keegan because I have some uh, absolutely. questions for you. The Kings had three players with seven or more assists tonight. Three Damn. players. Sabonis was one. He had eight. Yeah. Malik Monk off the bench in 26 minutes had eight assists. Jeez. And Keon Ellis, who got ejected from this game, had seven assists in 26 minutes. He got the start in place of De'Aaron Fox tonight. Morgan, I, I love the fact that they finished with 36 assists on 46 makes. It was a, it was a great game well, for the Kings. And I, I just, I left going, man, Keegan Murray. It was one of those nights that like, here's a great example. Okay. Your sister. Oh, Yes. And her husband had yeah. tickets to the game tonight. They were supposed to go with friends. The friends, like, one got of them got sick. sick. So they were like, oh, we're going to sell our tickets. He's a huge Keegan Murray fan, right? Huge. But it's Kings Jazz. On the surface, you're going Kings Jazz without De'Aaron Fox. My guy Ebiz was in our Discord. He was, I, I typed, no Fox tonight. He goes, what? I'm pissed. I just bought tickets. No De'Aaron Fox. This sucks. It's a great example of you just it. never know what you're going to see when you go to a sporting event. Nope. You know, you, some there's probably people tonight going, I'm at a Christmas party night. I could skip this game tonight. Sure. You know, or I'm busy. It's, it's, it's a jazz. No Fox. You never know what you're going to see. And tonight was just such a special night, not only for Keegan, but just in King's franchise history. Yep. Um, to see a player get nuclear hot like that, is just so fun to watch. But, and I, I'm just, I'm really happy for Keegan. But on top of that, it was all the things around it that went well too, right? It wasn't like, oh no, the Jazz got, you know, got made it close, made it a game late in this one and it, it overshadowed Keegan's game or it took away from what Keegan accomplished tonight. None of those things happened. And I just loved the way that they stuck to it, kept going. And I was waiting for you, and I know you're going to go to some some more stats yeah, yeah, in a yeah. second, but I was waiting for you to be like, um, what was going so right for Keegan tonight? You know, just asking me that, because that's usually your sure. angles of things. And I'm watching his shots tonight, and I just felt like, one, zero hesitation. 
zero hesitation. Yes. That was like my number one thing that I was looking at, like with his mechanics. And I just thought, wow, he was letting it fly. Now, obviously not as fast as Sasha Vizenkov. That guy can release the ball quicker than anyone else in this league. But he did not hesitate. It wasn't even like, oh man, he was so confident just tonight. It was just, it was just Keegan. It was, that's what I felt like. It was just, this is who he is. This is what he does or slash can do though. Yes. I want to look at what he was, because you know, when you, when you hit 12 of 15 from three, it's really going to help your shooting percentage, right? Yeah. And I want to offer some perspective about how much it helps your shooting percentage. So coming into tonight's game, oh, no. Keegan Murray was 30.4% from three. Okay. 30% from three. Last yeah. year, he's 40%. So 30%. After tonight's game, after his record-setting night, his percentage jumps to 35.7%. Let's go. <laughs> that's, all, that's all you need to do. That's what all a way, you need to do. What a way to raise your... Dude, he raised his three-point percentage by five, over 5% tonight. Hey, is that insane? Yeah, have, have a have a really good game, and that can happen to you too. Oh, that really is insane when you. Oh wait, wait, I need to look at something else that. too because this is going to be hilarious. All what? right, we're going to play a game called Keegan Murray stats before tonight on the season, and uh -huh. then after tonight. Okay, okay, headed into tonight. I'm not looking. Keegan Murray was averaging 13.8 points. Okay, 5.6 rebounds <laughs> okay. on 41% shooting and 30% from three. After tonight, he's averaging 15.5 points, 44% shooting, and as I mentioned, 35.7% from three. Hey, 47-point <laughs> game with uh, a really efficient three-point shooting game. Right? We'll do that for you. That's insane. I've never have looked at a player stats like that after a big game. And that is crazy how it can take such a big jump. <laughs> now, now we do have to look at something else. Steph Curry talked about it yeah. in his post game. He goes, you know, when guys see that you have the hot hand, they play differently on you, blah, 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 blah. As they move forward, when Keegan has a night like this and like the NBA is pushing it out there, Steph Curry's talking mm -hmm. about it. Like teams already game plan for these players and what's going on. But I feel like there's going to be a little bit more attention on him again, you know, kind of how like sure. there was last year, but now you're also seeing this year, his conditioning has completely changed because of the way that he is putting so much energy on the defensive end. So, but I feel like he's starting to figure it out, like where he needs to be. And I feel like the, the minutes are also help the experience, all of that. The training is helping him lead him into this. So I just hope he continues to keep putting the ball on the floor too, That's because every single difference. time he does, he's just a threat in both ways. And then they will have to respect him in both ways. Another thing about Keegan is what? he's a pretty good passer too. Yeah, he is. This guy's a stud. It's, he's a stud. All right. Well, we should find out. Is he a rock and soul player of the game tonight? I mean, yes. Why don't I have I'm, any say over it? There's two of us on this podcast. I come up with it. Um, I, I did a little differently tonight. Our rock and soul player of the game. I'm going to go with a guy that had to fill a big void tonight. Keon Ellis. He had seven assists tonight in place of De'Aaron Fox. Played 26 minutes. I know he got ejected, but... I'm giving uh, Keon Ellis the rock and soul player of the game. I'm kidding. Hey! 
Duh, come on. Rock and soul player of the game, Keegan Murray, 47 points, eight rebounds on a franchise record 12 of 53. <laughs> I had someone tweet me go, if Keegan Murray's not the rock and soul player of the game, I'm so mad or something like that. Yeah. Uh, if you, and, awesome. and shout out to the person in our Discord tonight, I forget the name, who sent me a picture. They were watching the game at Rock and Soul because it's just six blocks away from Golden One Center. Yeah. And you could save a lot of money when you go there. Well, it's so funny because my sister went before the game too and she said we got 25% off the entire bill. So, yes, make sure, you guys, because it is worth it, go to Rock and Soul before home games uh, between 4.30 and 6.30 and then obviously when they're away and home, you can just go watch the game there, get 50% off appetizers and drinks yeah it's a no-brainer let's give some love to everyone watching us mm, live mm, you know sometimes mm, mm, mm. i do a bad job of showing love to you guys in the chat the chat's going crazy now thank you so much for being here shout out to geeky nana who donated two bucks thank you so thank much you. shout out to biggity blank who says it's my birthday and the beam will be lit if i want it to hey and he gave us twenty dollars on his birthday on your birthday yeah well, happy birthday and congratulations on the birthday beam yeah Thank you, and happy birthday, Beam. Also, thank you so much to everyone hanging out with us here. It's crazy to see the chat pop in. What's up, Sydney and Jake, Johnny, Manny, Curtis, Zay, Saturday night. Mike, thank you so much, Primo. You guys are literally the best. Cheers to hanging out on a Saturday night yes. with all of you. After when they're 15 and 9, uh, just for... I'm trying to remember if I had this right. Yes. Okay. So they were 14 and 10 at this time last year. Okay. They didn't get their 15th win last year until they were 15 and 12 on the season. Mm. So 15 and 9 with Washington coming up. Go ahead. With De'Aaron Fox missing another game. With De'Aaron Fox missing another game. Six games this season? Maybe. No, that he's missed. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I didn't know off the top of my head. Uh, thank you so much. You know everything. For, to Keegan Murray Watch, you're doing a 10 bucks saying this is just the Aww. beginning. That's sweet. I'm happy for you because you're obviously a big Keegan fan. Um, Morgan, I, I th we've spent obviously so much time talking about Keegan Murray's big game tonight. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't just lie. I, I think we did focus on some of the other aspects too, but I thought Demonis Sabonis was fantastic. Like you said, just making sure to finish inside, finish inside the paint. I wanted to bring up his shot chart tonight because we did spend some time last game where I was like, the I mean, he's got to, he's got to finish better in the paint. And, you know, he had a lot of misses in the paint last game, but I'm bringing up his shot chart now for you guys to take a look at it. Cause it was a beautiful tonight. Ooh. The only shot he missed tonight. Oh, was a three. Wow. So take a look at that. Uh, that's not the right one. This is, this is Demonis Sabonis in the paint tonight. After, Let's also know, after Deuce Mason said, he can't go 6 of 15 in the paint. He's just got to be more efficient in there. We need more from Sabonis. He's got to finish at the rim. Dude was 9 of 9 in the paint tonight with 18 points. He said, shut the F up, Deuce. <laughs> said, Deuce, <laughs> what are you talking about, you clown ass? <laughs> Dude. Demonis that... Sabonis has definitely not listened I, to our pod. No, definitely not. But I definitely feel like he recognized it on his own and there was a different type of focus from him i'm telling yeah. you right from the start and anyone you can keep going and saying anything like oh but it's the jazz or it's an unhealthy jazz team blah blah blah, blah. like they had their bigs in there 
one. Two, it's the NBA. There's going to be nights that you play the shittiest team and it's still tough. Like, we just saw the Wizards uh, beat the Pacers the other night and we saw the Spurs finally get a win and they got a win over the Lakers. You know, like, it's the NBA. Things happen. But I just love when people are controlling what they can control. And Domas Sabonis can make and is capable of making all these shots in the paint, especially the way that he gets so big, creates that space for himself, angles himself well. But on the nights that he's missing those, you can just tell there's something going on with the way that it's flicking off his fingertips or the way that he may or may not be um, completely engaged or present in that exact moment. So tonight, very present, did a fantastic job. Look at Keegan Murray's shot chart I just put on the screen. Oh. <laughs> How beautiful is that with all those threes? And yeah, they did they did such a great job getting him some clean looks. I, one of my favorites was Sabonis pushing in transition just with a drop-off pass with oh, Keegan yes. trailing. And I, I forget who. It might have been Sexton playing just a little off of him. He had another one where Sexton was on him. And what I love to give him a little jab step. Yeah. And then launched the three over yeah. Sexton. And that, that was the franchise record wow. there when he hit his 12-3. So many good ones. He had one on a look ahead. They got him on a look ahead pass and he was in the corner and it was just great. It's like, yes, you want to sprint down the court, get into stuff fast, get to the corner. You're going to get a good look. You got a clean look there and bury it. You talk about things not being forced. There was times there in that fourth quarter where it felt like, yeah, sure. Everyone wants Keegan to shoot the ball, but they were going to continue to play their game and finish this one strong. And I think Kevin Herter ended up hitting a three and then Malik Monk ended up hitting a three. I think Keegan missed one at that point, but then oh, there was... By the, can we say one thing about what? that? Keegan Murray's misses from three tonight? were good looks they were like rattled in and out yeah no he was feeling it and then that's why but i loved i love that he was still you could tell in some of uh, like their actions they were still running all the way through it they weren't just like oh no no uh, have keegan come back up and get this and and have him come off the dho it was like no he's gonna complete this action he's gonna go set a screen for harrison barnes harrison barnes is gonna come up and then keegan's gonna get the dho oh he didn't get it okay great he's gonna do a backdoor cut and get an easy two and then you saw that happen i think that was one of his last buckets that uh he got that that the jam. Yes, that's what it was. It was the jam. And it was just it was like a give he was, and go. He was and he moving the without the basketball. Yes, yeah, so he just great. stayed focused, kept playing a good game. And then Mike Brown didn't let him stay in to try and get 50. Instead, he said, get your ass out of here. You did a great job. And I think they gave him uh, the game ball. And nobody tried taking it away <laughs> yeah, from no him. One, no one tried stealing the game ball. Um, one thing Mike Brown said to post game, I don't know if you heard this, no. but one of the things he was bringing up was like, how he believed they played the right way too. And that because of that, he's like, I, I believe that good things happen when you play the right way. And Keegan was getting the ball because we were playing the right he's way. He's all about the basketball We weren't trying gods. to force it. Like the ball had yes. energy and the ball was going to find its way back to yes. Keegan and something was going to happen. Amen. So yeah, I completely agree with that. No, I mean, just what Mike, a fun night. Mike Brown has talked about the basketball gods before, and he's like, oh, you don't want to make the basketball gods angry. And I'm like, thank you for believing in the basketball gods. Like, amen. Man. Amen. Yep. Fun, fun, fun night. Obviously, Keegan Murray fun, but also I love the way that this team played. Does a night like this with Keegan change? I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I know you're high on Keegan in general. Say it. So does it change how you feel? Like, Say do you go, man, maybe he could be even better than I think. No, because you- I already thought this. I already, like, it, this is, this, again, 
when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And what Keegan did last year, I was, yay, excited. This is great. He's going to grow off that. What he started showing this season on the defensive end, I didn't give a shit that the shots were being missed. Like, they were going to go in at some point. Yeah, yeah. I don't expect them to go in like this every single night, but he's still going to be more efficient in his game. The thing with Keegan Murray, what we are witnessing right now from the start of the season, preseason to right now, is a guy that is putting in so much work to getting to becoming a better all-around player, two-way player, that it has sure... Um, taking away different aspects of his game, but it's only to ultimately become better at all the aspects of the game. I believed it. I saw it. Sure, I believe it even more after a game like this, but I already knew it. We live in a world where we want instant gratification, Everyone right? does. You order something online, waiting two days for it doesn't make sense. No, prime you, that shit. I, I want it in two hours. Yeah. I'm going to spend more to get it in two hours, so right? Gross. We are so gross. But, you know, we have to understand that there could be ups and downs for a young player, right? Yes. What's a good example? It's kind of like me building a Lego set. I'm building my Home Alone Lego set. Hear me out. Oh, Hear me somehow out. we're coming back Hear to the out. Legos. Yeah, go on. I'm building a home. Go on, Miles. The McAllister's house, right? Just say what it is. The Home Alone house. There you go. McAllister's. The McAllister's house. <laughs> Everyone like... knows the McAllister's. Go on. Anyway, when I'm building this, when I'm taking my time building it, I know what the end result's going to be. But like today, I'm building it. I put a piece in the wrong spot. And you're like, ah, you're getting frustrated. And then you have to go back a little bit, tweak some things. Oh, I got it. I got it. That's a young player in the league. It's not going to be like, oh, I just built everything and here's this beautiful Lego house. It's a McAllister house. No, no it takes time. And things are going to hurt and fall apart. Yeah, You're yes. going to get injured. I'm going to spill a beer while I'm making a Lego oh or I'm going to accidentally have knock something over. Or I'm going to put something in the wrong spot, but then I'm going to build it as long as I stay present and understand that, hey, here's my mission. This is what I got to do. I got to stay focused. That's I how you keep take on those hard. challenges. That's what life is like. You continue. It's a Lego set, man. And let, be patient with these young guys. Be patient when you see the good. Understand it and stop. Also, be patient with this process. Uh, can I just say one thing tonight? Life is a Lego set. Life is a Lego set. But also, the instant gratification part I'm going to. The Kings ended a playoff drought last year, right? It was such an amazing time, right? To make the playoffs for the first amazing. time. You went to seven game series with the Golden State Warriors a fun brand of basketball. It was incredible. You get that. And now people want a championship the next yes. year. And I'm going, guys, 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 guys. If you've been a Kings fan for a long time, you know, it's not that easy. They haven't won a championship here. And we all love those early 2000s Kings teams, right? Oh, they were such a fun style. They got bounced in the first round the first few years. It took them a while to get, get out of the first round, advance mm -hmm. and get to the conference finals. And that's where they peaked. It may take a little time, but they've got the ingredients now. Yeah. Now it's Amani to keep molding this, right? Just like Jeff Petrie kept molding it. He didn't just stand pat and go, we got Jay Will, everything's good to go. It's like, no, we're Jay, Jay Will got us to this point. We're going to go get a Mike Bibby. We're going to go get a Doug Christie. We're going to go. There's tweaks that are made and, and put yourself in a position. Trust your work. Trust your process. Let's go. Sometimes there's numbers that you're like, well, we want to see these numbers better. Well, these numbers got worse. Well, this numbers did this. But you have to... if. Again, 
if you appreciate and love the sport and respect the sport and you see things actually getting better, getting better, even if the numbers don't always prove it. Like, we don't have to all be analytic whores, you know? Like, we can... Whoa, whoa, Really? It used to be stat hoes and now you're saying well, analytic it whores. Stat, uh, it's all of the above. Don't okay. be a stat hoe. Don't be an analytic whore. And my point is, like, trust your eyeballs when you are seeing progress, when you're seeing growth, development, because I think that's what makes sports altogether so fun. But that, to me, that, to me brings me so much joy in this game when you see that type of growth. And that's what makes it so fun being able to cover a team like this um, night in and night out because you'll sometimes see it from practice to practice or like the way that people uh, respond to a, a certain style of communication. You know, like I think, I think when, as you even see Mike Brown grow as a coach and the different ways that he communicates which it mostly feels the same but then there'll be different verbiage or there'll be different things that he changes like I feel like last year we heard the no hezies and I feel like this year you're seeing the importance of no hezies no hesitations when they get the ball in their hands 0.5 seconds whatever pass the ball get rid of quick decisions I feel like that really soaked in even more after a year together of doing it yes it, facts more reps yeah more experience mm-hmm Something else I want to bring up tonight. We mm. talk about where does Keegan Murray stack up in the Sacramento era history. 47 points tonight. Yeah. Well, the other player who scored 47 points at a Kings game, the Hall of Famer, Mitch Richmond. Kevin Martin scored 48 points two times. DeMarcus Cousins also had a 48-point game. Kevin Martin had a 50-point game. Wow. Chris Weber had a 51-point game in a loss to Indiana. God, yeah. I'll never forget that game. DeMarcus Cousins scored 55 and then 56 points. That was against Portland and, I believe, Charlotte, those games. So, yeah, there's one. So, one, two, three, four. There's now five players who have scored 47 or more in a Kings game in the Sacramento era. Keegan Murray is one of those players. Dope. I love it. And he broke the Sacramento era record. With 26 points in a quarter, surpassing Mitch Richmond, who had 25 points in a quarter. Shout out to my guy, Jason Ross, for looking up all of those stats. Good job, Jay Ross. Yeah, I think they were asking him about yeah. that uh, in the post game. I forget exactly what the question was about, but like Keegan, you know what I love? You know how like it can seem robotic sometimes when guys goes, yeah, I couldn't do this without my team, blah, 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 like team, team, yeah. team. You could feel it when he was talking about it, about like, you know, well, my my teammates did this like that. That is why I was able to do what I was able to do tonight. Oh, look at that. Smiling with the game ball, man. The game ball. Keegan Murray smiling, man. That is real. I love, I loved seeing him smile multiple times. tonight. I'm so, I'm just, I'm really happy for him. Um, I'm really happy for this team too, because they really do enjoy celebrating one another. Let me just say this. I, I thought I saw her that they threw water on him after the game, but I, I've been looking for the video. But Okay, I didn't see that. Okay. But um, this will come out. I did a King Central with Chris Duarte, and that there was a point that we were talking. What a gem of a human, by the way. There's a point that we're talking, and he's talking about how much fun he's having. And he goes, I know I'm not playing a lot of minutes right now, but that doesn't, that's not the point because the amount of fun 
basketball that I am playing, the amount that we want to celebrate one another. And I'm on the bench cheering them on. Like you're hearing a pro talk about the joy he has just, just encouraging one another. And that doesn't happen all the time when you have to like step back and understand your role, but truly it's a genuine feeling that I think is so mutual with this team. And when you have that, ride with it it's special and don't let anyone f with it i mean that's it's pretty amazing to hear stuff like that i mean i remember terrence davis said something similar too right like yes. when, when terrence davis at the end of last season was like i played fewer minutes than ever but i had more fun i learned more about basketball then so it's it goes to like hey they're starting to create a culture here of like yeah we are all in we all have to buy in and even if we're not playing well or we're not getting ours or we're not in the rotation how can we be a supportive teammate how can we still be a part of the team so yeah, we talked so much about Keegan Murray tonight for good reason. I, I do want to hit on Keon real fast, too. Keon Ellis, I feel like what he does out there just kind of goes under the radar. He plays his ass off. Yeah. What I appreciate about Keon, this guy's grinded, mm -hmm. right? Undrafted to G League, to two-way. You know, I don't know that he was on Mike Brown's radar before the season. You know, they were talking about, hey, who's going to be that third point guard? Could it be Keon or Colby? And Colby was kind of ahead of him. Jordan yeah. Ford's name got mentioned. Yep. Shout out Jordan Ford, who had 37 Dude, points for Stockton tonight. rocked it tonight. Against Santa Cruz. But um, uh, he, he kept working hard. And when he goes out there, he doesn't try to do too much. Yeah. He goes out there and plays hard, making the extra pass. Seven assists for him in this game. Yeah, no, and I think that's the thing. If you were to... You want to talk about a stat ho? You go to the box score and you go look at it and you go, oh, Keon Ellis, uh, two points, uh, oh for three, oh for three, oh two at the free throw line. That's not what yep. the story of his game was. This was a guy that stepped up and initiated the offense. This was a guy that was out there to be a De'Aaron Fox and start. And like, you really picture this. Malik Monk mm -hmm. is coming off the bench, is coming off the bench when De'Aaron Fox is not even playing. I just love how they are all about staying true to their roles and what they're trying to accomplish. And so, yeah, Keon, when he was out there for his 26 minutes before he did get ejected with that second technical, which, by the way, I'm just going to say it bullshit he's a two-way guy that was being disrespected by the officiating crew because that's draymond green draymond green could do whatever the shit he wants both out there. technicals were rough sexton and him were going at it a little bit he, they gave him double technical sexton was the one that deserved the technical and then i thought he got fouled in transition and he said something to the ref about it and then got tossed soft ejection tonight but Agreed. anyway keon ellis the other thing i was looking up tonight going into the game yeah um deflections all right, because he's so long, six, eight and a half mm -hmm. wingspan, very active hands. He had two deflections, and the Kings went against OKC in his minutes, which is pretty a pretty solid number, right? Yeah, he is averaging one coming into tonight, one point two deflections per game in twelve minutes. Like he was, it's not like his minutes have been crazy. Now, the last couple of games, his minutes go up. My point is. It shows you how active he is in that regard. Also, shout out to Megaloo, who John tagged Megaloo. me on this. Uh, the Kings posted the Keegan video on threads. Keegan Murray walking into the locker room, oh. and they all throw water on him. They're just dumping water, cooling him down after being red hot tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. <coughs> Thinking about it. Oh, my God. That is so cute. Yeah. So cute. Ugh. 
So much love. So much love for all this. Uh, who else should we talk about tonight? I will say this. I need to take a brief time out. For what? I want another beer. Wow. I mean, there's still some in there. Yeah, but I'm going to need more. Oh, Deuce is feeling good on a Saturday night. Dang it, see what you did to me? <laughs> what the f- um, yeah, well, we already touched on Domas Sabonis, and um, we went over his shot chart and everything. So um, let's see. I, I guess, you know what, Deuce? I really want to just touch on Kevin Herter with a little bit of a bounce back game, if you want to call it Ooh, that. Oh, he had a deep three. Utah was trying to make a little bit of a wrong, little sneaky run after the Kings got up big. He had a deep three. I think he's going he's gonna to be... Some that, great passes tonight, too. That, yes, and I think he's going to keep adjusting to this role. Like, look, if I'm going to play 25 minutes, I know what I need to accomplish in those 25. If I come out as a starter, I need to be a guy that sets the tone. He did play only 25 minutes too, because obviously he got in that foul trouble. Like, was that the first quarter? Or was that just the first half? I forget. Yes. No, he got, and he picked up, I want to go back to my notes here. When did he pick up? He got his second foul. And it was this, it was a terrible it was a terrible call by the officials. He was contesting uh, Sexton Drive. I he didn't touch him. And of course... Was that it, the transition one? Yes. Oh. And where did he touch him? I, thought, angle, I did not see him touch him. I thought him. maybe, maybe after... No, no, no. And I'm saying that because at first I was like, he didn't touch him. Yeah. And then I saw like two different angles because I was watching from here. So I was like... Yeah. Maybe he touched his hand late, and that's why Mike Brown also wasn't going to like pull the trigger yeah. and challenge again super early. So. Yeah, I kind of wanted him to challenge there, of but then he picked up did. a third. But yeah, it so no, I thought he had some nice moments in this one. Kevin Herter finished with 11 points, four or six shooting. He only played 24 minutes, but had five assists. I thought he did a great job making some nice passes in this one. Um, I really liked how he played tonight. And also, can we give some love? I mean, maybe he only plays well against Utah this year, but Harrison Barnes. Yep, yep. 33 minutes for him. Uh, He finished with 16 points, four boards. But he had three of five from beyond the arc. And again, I felt like some of his threes were... In those moments where he, I don't know, I don't when he when he knocks down those threes, uh, there's something different about it. It's like yes, the team needed to see that from you, and yes, I think he needs to see that from himself. Um, just solid. He was solid out there. Uh, no deer and fox out there, and I was just hoping he wasn't going to have one of those games where he wasn't contributing. He, I already mentioned that the four rebounds. I always like when he just. Making sure that you're going in, crashing the boards. Yeah, I thought you had a nice game. Knocking down his shots, too. Three of five from downtown. Uh, Malik Monk, his shooting numbers at the end of it, six of 16, not great. But, I mean, you just, again, impacted the game. He had 18 points, eight dimes, four rebounds in this game. I think he was part of my favorite play of the game. One of my favorite plays of the game. Which one? It was Sabonis in transition. I think it was off a turnover. Sabonis pushing, okay? Okay. It was. You know what it was? Here's exactly what it was. One of my favorite plays of the game. Okay. Keegan was playing some great defense on Markinen. Okay. okay. Forced him to the baseline and Markinen, like, cut him off. And Markinen tried to force a pass. Sabonis was there for the steal because he was there in help. Sabonis pushes. Lyles is running the floor, I believe. Uh-huh. And so is Malik Monk. He, had, he could have thrown it out. He decides in transition to lob it up to Malik Monk oh, yes. for the dunk. Yes. And then Sabonis is just skipping up the court like, woo! Dude. I love that play. I, I just, I can see it now. 
It was so fun. It was that was a really that was so so bonus and just to give a little bit more Skipping. love to Sabonis, remember the first one of the first plays of the game where he got the steal and got the steal and went all the way down oh, yes. the court for the layup. I'm just like, oh, anyone that wants to talk shit that this big can't dribble or this big doesn't do other things, it's you just just yeah. because he can't be a seven footer that is blocking everybody's shot out there doesn't mean that he's not doing a great job with so many other things that bigs are not doing. Scotty, see you mentioning another sweet monk uh, pass. Uh, I remember his underhand pass to Keegan for three. Do you remember that? He kind of shoveled <sighs> no. it. God, it was so beautiful. I don't know why I don't remember that Plays pass. with such great energy. Yeah, just saying the, the bonus to monk lob, exactly what I was okay. talking about. Uh, someone else in the chat, Jask says, Kings get weird when their lead is huge. Start throwing up some junk sometimes. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, and that's where you go. Hey, good thing you're up by, I think they got up by as many as 30 tonight. You know, Utah, I think they, they cut it to like, what, 18 or something? like. No, yeah. it, it got cut more it, than that. No, it got cut even more. But I think yeah. when it... When it did, it was that probably was like the third quarter. Yeah. Well, either either way, either way, it's. I always look at it too as like it's a game of runs. It's hard to keep that lead. You know, it was in the fourth. They were up thirty. Yeah, they were up one hundred six seventy six, and the Kings actually scored like six points in the first five and a half minutes of the fourth quarter. The Kings ended up finishing. They were outscored twenty eight nineteen in the fourth. So yeah, it got a little stagnant. Got a little sloppy at times, and uh, yeah. You, Definitely keep your foot in the gas. And you know what? I appreciate that message because what? you're subscribing to some people will think it's my quote, but it's not my quote. You can attribute it to me. What? You don't accept oh, in victory, Morgan. This, like, you do not accept in victory what you wouldn't accept in defeat. Live by so that. dramatic. Live, live, live by, by that. Live by that. Um, we saw. Hey, yeah. What? Yeah, go ahead. No, please. Do you want to keep talking about your no, quote? No, 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 no. Are you sure? I just want to. I just wanted for accuracy. I just want to see what it got cut down to. Make uh, sure. Yeah, it did. It was at seven seventeen. It was one. Uh, no, it's one twelve ninety two. Where is it at? I, okay. It got, I think it got down to fourteen or something. Yeah. Okay. It got down to 14. At 514, the go is 114, 100. And then Herter hit that three, that deep three. That's then Monk what hit a it three. was. Then it was over. They got it back. Yeah, I totally screwed yeah. that up in my mind. I was like, that oh, was the third quarter. No, it all blurs it was together, the fourth. Man. It yeah. was the fourth. And I remember when yeah. that was going down. But it felt like, it never felt like when that was happening that they got deflated or anything. Yeah. It, they responded. The big three. And then I think Malik had a three or what... It, they just kept control of the game after that and knew what they had to do to finish out strong. And they finished out so strong that the last couple of minutes they were able to put people like um, Juan Toscano Anderson in for two minutes. And he had that assist. He was on the ground and he and he uh, had the ball and he got it out. I think it was to Sasha for three. Was that the three-pointer that Sasha had in this game? Does anyone, do you remember that I, late in the game? I remember Sasha hitting a three. Like a Let me just double check. I'm looking back at the the play-by-play. -play. Yeah, it was from Juan Toscano Anderson and Morgan. I got to be honest. You don't remember that one? I think I was typing a note. Okay. I, I remember Sasha hitting the three. I didn't see how it happened. I'll tell you. He was. My guy JTA coming in, number dude, 95. He was hustling for the ball, whatever slipped, or I don't even know how it happened, but he got on the ground for the ball, got on the ground, and is on the ground, passes it out to Sasha, Sasha three. And I'm like, that's an assist. I was just super excited about it for JTA. Shout out JTA, uh, two rebounds and an assist in just hey. two minutes and 24 seconds. Um, 
I was watching him before the game. He was warming up, and I'm like, oh, he's shooting the three pretty well. I was it was encouraging, you know, because he's not known as a three point shooter. I know it's just warming up, but some people also wondering why is he wearing number ninety five. He is the first player in Kings history to wear ninety five. It's kind of a unique number, right? Yeah. He grew up in 95th Avenue in Oakland, California. So that's why he reps his neighborhood. Do you have that information from when he was playing some G League games that you're calling? I probably had that on my sheet because I called some of his games when he was with Santa Cruz, but I was reading more about him yesterday and I was like, oh, that's right. Where's number 95? There's not many 90s in King's history. 93, Ron Artest. I was going to say, Ron Artest was in the 90s. I don't know. Well, I don't. I barely retain what happened yesterday. What's what is the day? You know, like I just don't know. So how am I going to remember jersey numbers? I yeah, I, I knew that was the other ninety. The other oh. ninety is from a player who played. Believe this or not, guys. <laughs> I don't believe it. One other. There's been three players in Kings history to wear number ninety. Okay. Okay. Ron Artest, Juan Toscano, Anderson. And the other player to wear the actual number of 90, right? So uh-huh. 93 for our test, 95 for JTA. The other player played one game for the Kings. I don't know him. Drew Gooden. They, he got traded here, and then they bought him out. He ended up going to San Antonio after that. He wore the number 90. I'll never forget him. Or that jersey. Uh, I, I'm a big JTA guy. I love Juan Toscano Anderson, and not I'm not trying to like pump him up like he's going to be like some amazing savior. I mean, he's on the final roster spot at the moment on a non-guaranteed deal, according to James Ham. What I like about him, ultimate team guy, a grinder. The guy is strong, mm-hmm. good size. He knows one thing, and it's to go out there and play hard and play the right way. And I, I think it's a good guy to have in your locker room. I mean, room, so. look, you said two rebounds and one assist in his under two minutes <laughs> yeah, that he played. Out. You yeah. know, and it's just, that's exactly it. When when you when you have a guy that you know what he's about and all doing all the little things and you're just trying to fill up the rest of the roster, have some depth, especially if there are moves that this team makes at the trade deadline, you want to make sure that you have some pieces on there that know the system and... Um, yeah, and he knows Mike Brown from his days yeah. with the Warriors. Of course, yeah. he knows Luke Lauks, who was with the Warriors, Leandro right. Barbosa. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah. So, all in all, though, Deuce, uh, wow, Trey Lyles didn't, didn't score tonight, which I thought was interesting because uh, I was going to He did say have eight rebounds, by it, the way. It was a good team win, and I even... That's the thing. I felt his presence out there. He was playing 18 minutes for other reasons, which is surprising, right? Because we're used to Trey Lyles knocking down those threes in transition. He only took two shots. It's hard when Keegan's hogging the ball. Yeah. Taking 23 shots, spread the the wealth a little bit, huh? That's the story of the night. Um, But the other thing was Trey Lyles going up for that layup, and that elbow knocks Markinen in the face. Was it a bad elbow? Oh, it was. It was. It was such a basketball move. I am so glad that the refs got it right because I was just like, "This is." I mean, the guy Markinen's face was in the way one, but like, it's like Markinen is such a big player, and where Trey Lyles' elbow was by the time they were both jumping, it was just really bad timing on both parts. I felt bad for Markinen's face, but um, yeah, glad that they didn't call anything else than what it was an offensive foul. We still need, we still have a lot more to talk about. Oh, can I just say something? What? Last podcast, Morgan knows this. What? I was just exhausted last podcast and I didn't even mention on the, I just didn't feel good. I was just, uh, 
I feel so happy today. Oh, I think we're inching closer to Christmas. I just feel it, right? You're building Lego. I just, as an NBA fan, being able to witness that tonight, I, I was driving home and I just was smiling. And I'm also sipping a beer, so I'm probably feeling really good on a Saturday night. I'm just enjoying life and enjoying the fact that career-wise, Monday, Aww. I get to work with Mike Bibby. That is so I, cool. Morgan, so <laughs> before we get there, I want to yeah. say this. Morgan is got called by the NBA for the third straight year. For the third straight year, she's flying to Orlando for the NBA G League Showcase, where all 31 G League teams are there. She's going to be doing some work doing games as an analyst and also going to be working the sidelines on ESPN for a game. We don't know all the games yet, but we will know. Yeah. That's a big deal. Congratulations. That's sweet. Thanks. That's really exciting. No, that's, I I have a hard time taking all this love. So thank you. No, that's huge. No, I no, And and you're so right. And sometimes I don't take a step back and go like, oh my God, like five years ago, you and I were watching the NBA G League showcase and going, we have to get there. We have to get there. And last year, obviously you were there, but this year you have different things going on. This year, I got a call. NBC Sports California saying Deuce Mason. How about Deuce Mason, Mike Bibby, (laughs) Monday (laughs) night, (laughs) Kings Wizards. I'm going to be hosting pre and post game with Mike Bibby. And can I just say this for a second? Yeah, no, say it. And I feel like I know what you're going to say. My love for Mike Bibby (sighs) as a kid, as a young, like 13 year old. I will never forget this. I've told this to actually Damian Barling before. Okay. So, this was 2002, the height of, like, the Kings in Sacramento at that point. And I heard Mike Baby was going to be at this, like, Jordan event at Arden Fair Mall. And I was like, I got to go out there and try to meet him. Yeah. I want to meet him. Like, And so, I got dropped off there by myself. Yeah. And KSFM was there at the time. Damien, young Damien, was there on stage with Mike Bibby. I didn't get to meet Mike th- that day, but like being that close to him, because I didn't go to games back How then, cool. was such a big deal to me. Fast forward 21 years later, in my hometown, I get to do pre and post game with Mike Bibby. I just feel so lucky and I'm so excited to do it. I'm really excited for the opportunity. So. As you should be. Like that is... Like really think, by the way, you, please don't forget, you have to take photos. I'm going to be texting well, people yeah, to make yeah. sure to take photos of you. No, no, no. Cause like guys are just so bad about that stuff. But, but two, it is, it is so crazy and do not lose that perspective because like, I never do Morgan. Okay. I, it is like, I don't, uh, yeah. this is, this is again, this is classic deuce. I feel like if any time you listen to our show in December, like yes. the week before Christmas, about 10 days before Christmas or right around the new year, yeah. I get super like, I just, I really get appreciative and I start like talking about things and I just really appreciate it. I don't lose sight that I was born in Sacramento mm. in that I grew up rooting for the Kings and here I am doing some TV stuff, doing some radio stuff, doing this podcast. I feel beyond lucky to be doing this in my hometown. I'm not like, Dreams. you know, just doing, I'm not doing play by play in like San Antonio, which would be awesome. Like, but like, which it's, you would totally, it's just, yeah. it's special to do it at home. It is. You know? it, no. And, and especially now like getting to obviously do a show with some iconic Kings legends. Um, it's something else. Like I mentioned the other night, I was talking shit about stock, uh, John Stockton with Mike yeah. Bibby at the end of the broadcast the other night. I'm like, 
who would have thought I would ever get this moment? So yeah, just soak it all in. I'm super happy. So for I'm doing you. Monday's game against You're, the Wizards, and Mo- then Friday mm-hmm. against the Phoenix Suns. Let's see. I'm like that's so far. Be. Yep, Suns. Yeah, so I'm Good doing job. that. And I'm doing that game with Matt Barnes, yes. which is a big deal too. Because but you've already done games with Matt Barnes, and so now it's like, ugh. I old. have not. You've never done a game with Matt? No. I oh, not. you had only done. Okay, yeah. got it, got it. So it's a big deal because. It's a Del Campo high school Whoa. broadcast. That's what it is. Just a Del oh, Campo You know reunion? damn right I'm giving Del Campo love. Oh. Actually, you know, I should get a high school picture of me at Del Campo versus it's, Matt. Like, it'd be kind of funny. Oh, we should. T- oh, my yeah. God. We should see those. That would be great. Um, Good bit. Great bit. The, the one thing, though, is I feel disrespect tonight. Jesus Christ. What? What? We've got all these people watching live. Oh, great point. The easiest thing you could do to help us grow on this channel is to click the thumbs up, hit the like button, okay? Hit the like button. It doesn't make me feel good. It just helps us it's free. get viewed by NBA fans around the world. Do that and make sure to subscribe. All it does is help us grow. Thanks, guys. Um, let's get to free. some people That's in the comments. Um, Tay says, Deuce is feeling himself. Love it. That's funny. Aww. Uh, so proud of you, Deuce. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you so much. Sure. Um, there was another one I actually wanted to read that wasn't just love for us. So, wait, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, was it? I, I don't know what it was. I okay. thought there was something about Keegan I saw that I wanted to oh, read. Oh, shoot. Okay. Well, oh, Michael, there are no words to on how well Keegan has done tonight. He was simply amazing. Agreed. Agreed. No. Agreed. So that brings us actually to our Sharif Jewelers moment of the game. Ooh. Before we totally get there, Sharif Jewelers is awesome. Okay? If you're looking for like a last-minute gift, you're like, hey, you know what? I want to... I want to... It's time to propose. Yes. Let's get engaged. You know, Christmas is the most popular time to do it. Yeah, December. But anyway, even if you don't, if you want watches, jewelry repair, that's something that people don't realize. They repair jewelry. You took rings there. Surprise. Dude, surprised my mom with our, like, we all had a ring. Yeah. And I got it repaired. I cleaned it. And she, like, was just so happy. So happy. So thankful. And the process was so easy because everything's done in-house. And I was really scared about, like, oh, my gosh, if you bring this somewhere. And you just never know really where to go. So, Truly, if you have any questions about jewelry, go to Sharif Jewelers. They are so knowledgeable about this stuff. Locally owned and operated. Yes. They're Kings fans. And you don't have to be rich and famous to shop at Sharif's. It's true. They do bring you tonight's moment of the game, as most of you guys know by now. And if you don't, now you do. We take a moment from the game and we put it in the moment jar. Win or lose. And tonight's moment of the game... What, what, were you going to really debate it? What's the moment? It, Keegan Murray. Well, yeah, but I didn't, usually you get mad if I give a generic moment. No, he scored 26 points in the third quarter. Love it. Which was a franchise record. 12 of 15 from three franchise record. 47 points in the win over the Utah Jazz. I'm also going to note this on it. Note it. Because we haven't talked enough about this tonight. What? Without De'Aaron Fox. Oh. And why that's important? Yes. Yes. We, we've seen the Kings without Fox a couple of times this year, right? Some of them have been hideous, disgusting. But they also, you know, the games in Houston were really bad. Really bad. But they beat OKC without Fox. Mm-hmm. And then tonight, 
they beat a shorthanded Jazz team. I also, I'm not trying to make too much of like, hey, can you believe they beat the Jazz? The Jazz are in a tough spot right now. That's okay? fine. That's they, fine. They, but they still have talented players. My point, though, is they played how they play with De'Aaron Fox tonight. And that's a big deal is to play that you don't miss a beat, that it kind of looks the same. The yes. offense operated the same tonight without De'Aaron Fox, a guy who's averaging 30 points a game, who's, you know, in the early MVP talk. That's a big deal. I think sometimes we all, with some of these games that you're supposed to get things done, we always state, well, you got to do what you have to, you're, like, you're supposed to win this game. You're supposed to yes. get things done. But then what we don't do after some of these games is give the love that it deserves. And I think sometimes because you go, well, that's what they're supposed to do. But it doesn't mean that it still doesn't deserve love for what was achieved. And what was achieved tonight without De'Aaron Fox on the floor was that same style of basketball that they want to they want to have consistently no matter who's on the floor. And that's where I felt so confident in this team and where they're going and i get it we're gonna probably see some shitty losses still totally morgan it's like building legos you go up and down you sometimes have to break it back apart oh, and then you learn that from there? it i looked at that i read the situation there wrong oh i gotta break it all apart and start yeah it's the same thing same exact thing as legos well one thing that's worth mentioning though yeah okay we said before the season the kings have to be better at home they were a bad home team mm -hmm. last year. And I I mean, okay, I shouldn't say bad, but when you win 48 games on the season, it's like, oh, is it really that bad? But they had a better road record sure. than they did a home record last year. In fact, last year, Sacramento was 25 and 16 at home. 25 and 16. Excuse me. I read that wrong. They were 25 <laughs> and 16 on the road. Okay. They were 23 and 18 at home. 18. I love that Thank you just you. read it the exact same that you had it. Well, what a difference a year makes. Right now, they are nine and three at home, six and six on the road. So love they're it. 500 on the road. They are nine and three at home. And last year, they had games against teams that they shouldn't have lost to. The games I think about, actually, last year, we were in Vegas for the G League showcase. They lost at home to Charlotte. Oh, God, that was so annoying. I came back from G League Showcase that night. You know who they lost to? Who? The Wizards. Oh, and Kuzma went off or something? It was disgusting. Oh. And it wasn't, they didn't just lose. They like got run out of the gym yes. by the Washington Wizards. Gross. I think that was the game Sabonis got hurt his hand too. Oh, yeah. what an awful I night. know, right? Um, and they played Denver after that two games in a row. I can't even. Sabonis missed the next game because he didn't get a split in time. Then he came back and played with a fractured hand the rest of the year. But anyway, they were healthy. So th those were like two that I remember. But then remember the one late in the year when they lost at home to San Antonio and Champagne killed them. It, it was like San that Antonio. Was that was at home. They okay. had a lot of bad home losses last year. I actually, and now I'm going to bring it up because I just want to, it's always good to have perspective. And that's why tonight's games, you know, a game like tonight actually really matters. <sighs> you ready, Morgan? Yeah, what are you looking at? <laughs> they lost at, to, to oh, San Antonio oh, okay, at home. Okay. 142 to 134 in overtime. Kidding me? That was such a bad loss. Just loves perspective. I think it's important to have perspective. It's very important to have. 
Um, some other bad losses at home last year. My God, they lost to Toronto last year by 18 at home in January. Like, we, yeah, uh, Toronto wasn't very good last year. Yeah, that was a bad loss. Oh, the Sixers lost last year. And you're going more, you deuce. What do you mean they lost to the Sixers? Like, that's a good team. They what didn't do you, have anyone what playing, do you mean? huh? You know who did not play in the game? Joel Embiid. Yeah. You know who else didn't play in the game? Uh, James Harden? Yes. Ugh. And they lost 129-127. PJ Tucker started, but oh good. He yeah. had zero points. Yeah, yeah. Very consistent. Tyrese Maxey, shout out to him. He's really good. He had 32 points. Okay. Great. So my point is, there were a lot of bad losses at home. So tonight's like a step in the right direction. The Kings next game is coming up against Washington. We'll talk about that in a minute, but we have to mention our presenting sponsor of the podcast helps make this possible along with you. Yeah. Our friends over at Northwest exteriors. If you're thinking about 2024, you're going, I'm thinking about remodeling the home or you're thinking about, I need new windows. I need a new sliding glass door. You need one new window. You got to trust the experts over at Northwest Exteriors. They're based in Sacramento. They got a showroom in Rancho Cordova. You can check out all the windows. They're based in Sacramento. They don't subcontract. New windows are a game changer. Makes your house look better. Check. Check. Keeps the temperature controlled. Check. check. Saves you money. Check. Adds value to your house. Check. It's a no-brainer. So trust the experts at Northwest Exteriors. It's the best. It's simply the best. Simply the best. Trust Northwest. Or simply the best. Keegan Murray. He's really good tonight. That was a force. You know, here's sometimes you just need to let a force happen. It's improv. Sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't always hit. Yeah, for sure. Man. For sure. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Morgan Reagan. Yeah. I don't know what you're trying to show me, and now I do. Morgan's making sure we're getting all of our uh, awesome presenting sponsors in today. It's because the holidays, uh, man. It's the holiday season. Uh, shout out to a New York Times bestselling author, the one and only T.R. Reagan. Um, a little story about Morgan's mom for a second. You're going, okay, Morgan's mom advertises? Well, she's a New York Times bestselling author. Why does she need our help? Look, man, let me just tell you something. Oh. This woman... For years, she's amazing. Try to get published in the '90s, early 2000s. All the book publishers said no, no, no. So she went. You know what? I just love doing this. I love writing. It's therapeutic to me. I write thrillers that are dark and twisted. They're based in Sacramento. It's hard to put down. Whatever. I'm just gonna self-publish. And if yeah. three people enjoy, sure. She self-published and turned into an Amazon best-selling author, a New York Times best-selling author, and you people in Sacramento and beyond should check out her book. Search them on Amazon. T.R. Reagan, amazing thrillers. I read the Lizzie Gardner series. Oh Good luck. You won't be able to put you it down. Won't, you won't put yes. some of the best books I've ever read. And by the way, when I say that, trust me, there's like two books of hers that I've told her, and I'm like, eh, that was okay. But the Lizzie Gardner series... It is the best thing 
book wise that has ever happened to me. So if you're looking for some extra uh, Christmas gifts as well, make mm. sure to check out all of her books, trreagan.com or amazon.com and search TR Reagan. Morgan Reagan, next up. Yes. Sacramento Kings are at home. And this is a this is a big critical game for the Kings. Why? They take on the Wizards coming up on let's say Saturday Monday. So, I should already know that. It's critical from this standpoint. After they play the Wizards, yeah. they get the Celtics, the Suns, mm. and the T Wolves. These are three challenging games. The Suns, by the way, without Bradley Beal, he got hurt again. He's gonna be out at least a, a few weeks after tweaking his ankle. Really tough for him. I know. But Boston, Phoenix, and Minnesota to end the homestand. Okay. I mean, I, any game's winnable when the Kings play well, but let's be honest about it. Those are some tough games, and you may lose two of three. You may win two of three. You may not win all three of those games, is my point. So getting the next game against a Wizards team that, let's be honest about it, is not good. No. You have to get it done. Washington on the season, Morgan, they... Had the second worst record in the East. They are four and twenty, man. That I mean, that is so bad, so bad. It they, is. They ended their losing streak last night when they beat the Indiana Pacers one thirty-seven to one twenty-three. In that game, Jordan Poole had thirty points, efficient too. He had eight assists on twelve of eighteen shooting. Kyle Kuzma had thirty-one. Corey Kispert. Had 23 off the bench. Koulibaly, the rookie, had 17 against the Pacers team that, uh, to be honest, Deuce Mason might score 12 and 7 against. But they were able to beat the Pacers by 14. He's just tonight. talking shit about their defense if you didn't catch on to Thank that. Um, um, also worth noting this, Morgan. Yep. The Wizards play tomorrow. So they're going to be on a second, and I have a back-to-back in Sacramento. Who they, are they playing? They play the Suns. Oh, so they go to the Suns coming up on Sunday and then Sacramento on Monday. That's tough for them. That's really tough, um, especially on the road in the way that they're playing, obviously. But I mean, hey, they got that win against the Pacers. Hopefully that didn't trigger something in them on this road trip to be like, we figured it out. I doubt that is the case. I didn't actually watch this game. I haven't watched a lot of Wizards basketball. This- <laughs> for good reason. They're tough to watch. Yeah, it's just it's. Yeah, well, there's a lot of basketball going on. It's tough to choose some shitty basketball. Um, but at the same time, it's it's kind of like we said about tonight's game, even though tonight's game, I feel like there's even more talent with this Utah Jazz team where you look at this Wizards team and um, they can get hot. Things could get scary. But you just, if you are playing your style of basketball, which is fast pace, which is making your shots, but if you're not making your shots, how are you getting into the paint? And I feel like this Kings team does such a great job with adjustments in these wins where you've got to make sure that is where you're going. That is the direction you are playing in. Uh, the the uh, Washington Wizards, by the way, give up the most points per game in the NBA. They are dead last at 126.8 okay. per game in the NBA. And they allow teams to shoot 50.3%, which is 28th in the NBA. Teams from three-point land. Doubling. That, okay, they're like 20th, so 37%. Do you think De'Aaron will be playing? It's a good question. I don't know. 
I know. Mean, I, I, mean, did, he was I didn't know. His shoulder irritation. He was at the Kings event yesterday, which the Kings had a the Kingpin Classic, which is like um, a charity. partner charity event that yeah. they put on. All the Kings players and coaches were out there bowling with some fans. De'Aaron did bowl. As most of you guys know, he's a lefty. Mm -hmm. It's a right shoulder irritation. I, I feel like they're probably just being cautious with it. And that's um, what I thought. And I, I felt that way. Like, oh, it's, it's the, I mean, I doubt, I, I feel like in some ways cautious and being like, it's the Utah Jazz. Like if yes, this was I, a game yes. that this is the game that we're going to not play you. And that's why with the Wizards, if it's still irritating him at all, it's like, yeah. Take a Bring second. Bring back off. against Boston. Yep. I, I, I cool. agree with that. But by the way, in that game that he did uh hurt his shoulder or whatever happened, it just wasn't obvious that he hurt his shoulder and the way that he kept playing through it, it was like, I mean, we had no idea. Yeah, I think they were just being cautious with it. And yeah. if they sit him one more game, fine, whatever. Don't sleep on Washington either. I know they're four and twenty. We all make jokes about it, but the reality is, like Morgan was saying, if you're not locked in, I mean, they can get hot. Kuzma is an explosive player yes. who pushes in transition, who can attack, who can get hot from three. Jordan Poole may be as chaotic as it comes, but if you're not disciplined, he can get hot and going. I mean, he didn't play well against the Kings in the playoffs last year. He hasn't had a really good year this year, but if you approach it in a bad way if you're not locked in yep this is the nba there's talent everywhere everywhere and and there's nights that guys will just turn it on even yep. if it's not um because they're a great player but it's because oh their effort is, is there that night or just mentally they're locked in and and ready to screw with the team so yep you got to be ready for all that oh another thing to note around the nba tonight i yeah. don't know how much you're paying attention not around the nba no I was packing for Orlando and watching Kings. You're going to give some love to uh, the Pistons tonight? Did they get a win? No, I just love because they need it. They lost oh, again. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> Not only did they lose, Morgan. That's kay? so messed up, They lost dude. to the Bucks tonight, 146 to 114. They've now lost 23 in a row. The NBA record is 26 in a row. I have a question. What's your question? If you're Monty Williams, like, what do you, what do you even say after these games? No, I'm not talking about to the media, no, but no, to no, your no, team. I get it. I get it. Like, if you're in that locker room, oh god, you know what? Oh, what, what is? Just that? wait a second. What is that? I'm sorry. We're talking about the Pistons, and somebody's in our Discord. You oh. can join our Discord, by the way. Discord.gg/deuceandmo. Is that naked, Coach Nick? What's up, Dusamo? How are you? Hi, you, Coach Nick. You just hopped right in, huh? Yeah, Deuce Ammo. Deuce Ammo. They tell you, what do you know? Why not win tonight? Why not like the beam? No, 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 no. Play no. the hits, Nick. Nick, I got hits. one for you. Oh. Keegan. Key Murray. Yeah, good job. How about Keegan tonight? He is. Turn on this particular stage. Kiki Murray's on fire. Well, well, do, well you, need, you needed a bigger well, one. Well, come on, a different line. <laughs> what else do you have? If you don't like that, I mean, we got to move If on. you don't like that, no, 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 no. How about dump water on him? He's red hot. He is uh, red hot. There you yeah, go. Yeah. I like Keegan it. Murray. Hey, why not fire? Fire. The laser. 
Why not fire the laser? Yes, oh Morgan. Okay. You guys are my you and you and dudes are both of my friends. Yes, we are, Nick. Yes, we are. Why not be I, your friend? And I wanted to thank oh. you guys for being part of my life. Oh, it's well, December and he's feeling yeah, it. I, do. I um, love it. Question for you, Nick. Yes. Have you seen the movie Home Alone? Ooh. <laughs> I have before. Oh. Do you like it? Yes, I have. Can I just ask that you watch it again before Christmas? Wow. Will you watch yeah. it? Thank you. That's all I had. That's all I had. I will. Anything else you have on uh, about tonight's game or anything other questions you have? Well, I do, I do want to say that, you know, the Kings did great. Let's just keep, let's keep doing it. Let's keep doing what we're doing, and let's just keep winning our games. I agree. I um, are you wearing a shirt? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, naked Nick on a Saturday night. I hope you're wearing clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, oh. okay, good, good, good. All right, Nick. Well, good catching up with you, man. All right. Hey, do some more. See you later. See you later. Hey. Sleep beams. Sleep beams. Sleep beams. There Love you go. it. Um, right before Nick, <laughs> you had asked me what Monty Williams, like, what do you say in that What do you, you like, no, truly, truly, like, that's so, so what I was going to say was the high school I went to had a really shitty women's or girls program basketball program and there was only like one year that we were like we were a good basketball team we were like the sfl champs whatever whatever but then i will never get my senior year like just it was bad it was bad and in the locker room like even for me as a senior at that time like there was just no leadership nothing i don't ever remember any sort of like technique and this is high school basketball i don't ever remember anything but like hey just like show up next time like it was just about showing up now with them this is a professional basketball league this is a professional basketball team oh a professional team I, you but know. but i go like even in a loss like that thank goodness that they ended up scoring over a hundred, you know, you know what I mean? Like th- this bucks team, that's the bar. No, hey, at least they scored over a hundred. Well, they lost by 30 something points. I'm just, so at least in, in some, like there's not, there's, there's, how do you not give up well, in that, when it's that bad? I, I think what's crazy about the situation is they are in a rebuild. Yeah. Are you going to rebuild a rebuild? You know, they keep money Mc. Monty McNair, uh, Monty Williams, a monster five year. Mm-hmm. They remember they gave him like an eighty million dollar mm-hmm. deal. You know, I know some people are like, oh well, I mean, you got to get rid of him. Like it's year one into a five year deal. They're not going to let him go. It's a situation where it shows you like you have to draft well, yeah, and you have to develop well, and they haven't done it. You know, Cade being hurt last year definitely hurt them. I I also think Monty. He's probably struggling to adjust to this type of team. You know, I he he had the first run in New Orleans where he kind of had some younger guys, but he coached Chris Paul and they, they did some nice things. But when he got to Phoenix, they had the year before Chris Paul where they turned it on in the bubble and uh-huh. were undefeated. It was awesome, good vibes, and they got Chris Paul. Then they were winning. They were winning. It's going in the right. Direction. I think sometimes you learn more about coaches 
in these situations. You know, yeah. like where it's not, it's not necessarily the their fault, but what, what can yeah. they do to get more and, or the most out of what they do have in like their situation? Steve Kerr to me, Steve Kerr, he's taking a bit of a hit, right? Like he's won championships, hall of fame coach. I'm not taking that away from him, but there, there's a different type of coach maybe that for that type of team where it's like, you got to implement some of these young guys. Sure. You have to develop some of these young guys where, yeah. You know, he has struggled. Now, recently, he's trusting them now, and he's starting Kaminga with Green out. He's starting Pajemski. But my point with Monty Williams, he, he walks into a situation where you got Cade Cunningham, who missed a year, Jaden Ivey, who needs, like, coaching oh, and development. God, yes. And whether you're high on Jaden Ivey or not, he was a high draft. He's the fifth pick in the draft last year. You have to figure out a way to get through to him and try to get the most out of him. And I, I don't know that Monty Williams has taken the best approach. I think he's holding him to standards that might be unfair for a young player who needs legit coaching. Everyone's to get different. Every, and I'm not, so that's why I'm not acting like Monty is doing something right, but I'm also not acting like he's doing something wrong. Cause I just go like situations matter. And, um, for both coaches and players, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be the right relationship between those two. Man, and to be bad this year, I mean, they were really bad last year. Didn't yeah. have get the number one pick, obviously. Went to the San Antonio. So, I mean, it they're sucks. tracking right now. I mean, Morgan, do you know they're 2-24? and 24. And they Yeah, no, this, it's bad. <laughs> they, they started 2-1. and one. They're 2-24. and 24. Washington's 4-20. and 20. San Antonio won last night. They beat uh, the Lakers without AD. Uh, San Antonio's four and 20. Mm. So uh, those t three teams at the bottom are really bad. Hey, um, bright spot of that shitty high school team I was talking about yeah. my senior year, my senior night. I had seven threes in um, the first first half. How many attempts? I don't remember. But the second Were half. Were you just chucking though? Was it like, no. was it? Oh, Jordan? no, was I it? was fucking feeling it. Dude. Was it Jordan Poole? Or was it Keegan Murray? Oh, I was, that's why I mentioned it because I was like, I was, it was like a key, it was a Keegan, you know, it's, I mean, I know this sounds funny, but like playing with the women's basketball too, 28.5, it's like, man, you know, the Keegan different chant. style. It's just a, in a high school three point line. The Keegan was, chant would work with your name too. Morgan, Reagan. Yeah, but no, our Dude. team was shitty. So, yeah. but I, but, but thinking about that though, like when you're just feeling it like that and also being on a shitty team and feeling that, that, and that's why it's so cool that a night like this, like Keegan Murray had a night. So fun. Like, think about how many years we talked about with Kings basketball, where it's like, DeMarcus Cousins, 55 points, but it's like, they're a shitty team. Or yeah, it, yeah. there was like, no, there was there was no path going into the playoffs. Sorry, I'm just thinking about all the awful years, like talking about these Yeah, awful and you teams. should, because you got to, uh, you know me. Big, perspective. Big perspective. A. Hey, hey. Big, a. big uh, uh, BPG. That's what they I'm call you. BPG. That's what they big call you. Big perspective yeah. guy. And you got to have that perspective. I did have one other NBA note. Yeah. Because we talked about all the losing teams. Yeah, yeah. I find it interesting that two of the hottest teams in the league yeah. are two teams that made a trade with each other. Who? The Clippers and the Sixers. Oh, that's a good point. I, that's I a good do, point. You know, we, we spent some time talking about the Clippers the other night after what they did against Sacramento. Uh, the Clippers are playing some really good basketball. And I think, you know... The jury's out if it works long-term, but I'll say this. One of the things we had talked about when that trade happened, when Harding got traded there, is if, if he buys in, 
right now. Which, by the way, was a very fair question yeah. to ask. Yeah, because there's been questions about it. We Correct. saw Brooklyn. We Correct. saw a little bit in Philly. He is so bought in right now, mm-hmm. playing great basketball yep. and making some nice plays defensively. It looks really good right now. Yep. And that's if you're the Clippers, capitalize on this because guess what? He's going to want out next okay. year. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Morgan's not bought in yet. No, no, uh, no. But I, by the I, way, I, the, I am. The Clippers have won term. seven in a row now. They are in the sixth spot. They are a half game behind Sacramento, who's in the five, five seed, if you care about that. The Sixers have won six in a row. Okay. Embiid is playing like a monster. We should know with the Sixers. I mean, you can only play your schedule, but. Uh, some of the the six game win streak featured uh, Washington twice, Detroit twice, mm. and Charlotte twice. Damn! So okay. I mean, they're 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 feasting a bit on these bad teams. They're but, they're getting the dubs. But check out Embiid's. This is Embiid's numbers during the streak. Okay, he had fifty against Washington. Yep. Thirty eight against Atlanta. Thirty four against Washington. Forty one against Detroit. Thirty five against Detroit. And he didn't play like, the whole game because they were crushing him yeah and then uh tonight against charlotte he had 42 god crazy huh that is it's so yeah it's you know what i really i really feel like joel Embiid is someone the last like two years that has really played with so much more joy and like he looks like he's having fun out there no matter um who he's playing with and what's going on and so it's been it's been fun watching him boston is a team that i watched beginning of this season and i feel like i haven't watched them lately and they're just they're just consistent yeah and you know they've had to deal with porzingis missing time yes. stretches too but yeah boston that's a tough matchup they're 19 and 5 mm-hmm. and they're coming here they have won one two three f- four in a row and six excuse me uh seven of eight overall uh they beat orlando tonight was that tonight or yet sorry last night 128 to 111 in that game and they were still banged up and they yeah i mean i mean they just have so many pieces Derek white what a trade that pickup that was for him for them and then of course tatum brown porzingis go down the the squad yeah and, and Drew all holiday. the changes well and you talk about drew holiday and we talk about the flaws and what Milwaukee is lacking. I mean, how many times have we talked about this with people around the league too? It's like you're seeing how big of a difference it has made to the Milwaukee Bucks defense not having someone put the pressure on these guards. And that second line of defense with Brooke Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo, like you just thought, oh yeah, well they're shot blockers. Like they can... They can protect the rim, but it's not that easy when they have to do it all, especially when that defense isn't out there with Dame and who else? Beasley. Yeah, Malik, that's not going to get it done come right. playoff time. Drew Holiday is so underrated, I think, in so many ways. Um, one other NBA topic, since we're just bouncing around the mm-hmm. league real fast. Morgan, I know it's been so easy to clown on this guy. Okay, wait. Should I guess? Let's play, let's play a guess yeah. about a guy that I've clowned on before. I've given some love to, but... Oh, okay. I would have said James Harden, but we already talked about him, so I'm going to go Luca. It's a good one. Luca had a monster game Okay, tonight. so it's but, not Luca. It's not Luca, but can I just read Luca's stat line to you tonight against yeah, Portland? Yeah. I love it. I'm going to go down the list of who uses uh, clown. Luca had 40, 12, and 10. And I'm sure the other one you're going to mention is a cat. 
Oh. That's not the one, but Cat tonight. Why? 40. It's not the other no, one? No, 40 points, 12 rebounds. <laughs> Minnesota is cruising right now. They beat Indiana tonight without Halliburton. Wait, I love all the list of guys. They're all dropping 40 tonight. I know. Um, God, who else have you clowned? Dylan Brooks. Oh, well, you've, I mean. Dylan Brooks. Can I just say, like, there was a, you've clowned him, and you've also, you've definitely stuck up for him when he's deserved it. Yeah, because I felt like. Memphis used him as a scapegoat. They totally did. I did try to make a case for the Kings bringing him in over the offseason. Like, could Mike Brown help him? Morgan shit all over that. Dylan Brooks has a really good year. And last night against Memphis, revenge game, hitting a dagger three. It's not just a dagger three. His team won. He dropped 26.7 rebounds. Here's the other thing I like about Dylan Brooks this year. His new gimmick before games. Staring he just stands off. there and stares at the other team. Scary. If I'm on the other team, I'm totally just standing in front of him. That's what Jamal Murray. Do you saw Jamal no, Murray but do like that? every game. I'm doing different things to mess with. If I'm Slamson, the mascot. Oh, Slamson's got to go out there. Slamson. Well, is that allowed? Yes, that's allowed. Yes, Slamson. Yeah. You know what you need to do. Get the job done. I love everyone in the chat was like, he's got to be talking about cat, 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 cat. Yeah. That's so no. funny. I went to Luca. People went to cat. Re- yeah. One other note, too. I've, I've said that like eight times. One other note. One other note. Um, can we hit rewind and go back to before the Kings took on the Rockets? And I was like, I know they're one in three. But I'm telling you, they're playing some pretty good basketball right now. No, no, no. They're- Not you. We said this i know but i'm i i actually said it and then oh. you agreed but we we're on the same page okay we didn't like say it in unison we yeah we like, did we, we i know, I know that there are one, one and three, three but, but i, I you can't sleep, can't on, sleep them. on them <laughs> it happened just like that. anyway then they beat the kings twice in a row houston all of a sudden they've won five in a row they are 13 and nine on the season Emeo Doka's got those guys playing well, man. When we when we did say like you can't sleep on them, it's because we were watching them, and I remember watching them being like, "Ooh, yeah, oh, there's yep. something else there." It wasn't like go down the roster and it, they should be better. It was well, you saw what Emeo Doka did with the team in Boston, but that also had star players, but still brought so much more out of them. And then in Houston, people weren't sure if that was going to be the like, it's the case. And then you have people like um, Van Vliet, who are just veterans in the locker room, actual adults in the locker room, which is helpful. One other thing I want to bring up. I One was other note? At, yeah. So, you know how Detroit's won two games this year? Yeah. We're going to play a game called... Oh, no. Who has Detroit beat this year? And yeah. Morgan, you are the contestant. The contestant. Dun. Dun, 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 I feel dun, like it was dun, early. Dun, dun, dun. It, yeah, it was because they've lost 23 in a row. Yeah, good. Oh, yeah. Good job, Morgan. Uh, let's here, I'll give you this. Uh, okay. Their last win, Morgan. I'm not looking, by the way. I'm just over here. Their last win came October hmm. 28th. <laughs> oh, my God. So I feel like it would be like an Eastern Conference team. Um, let's go with the heat. Okay. And New York. Charlotte and Chicago. Okay. Well, that's it. You win some. They won back to back games and that's it. Crazy. Wow. That's crazy. 
That's sad. That's tough. It is really sad. Okay. We have reached that point. My favorite point that I think we're unofficially been doing lately is final thoughts. Final thoughts from tonight in general, life, King's perspective, whatever. What are your final this. thoughts? Juice allows me to open up and say anything I want. <sighs> Do I have, let me think. Uh, final thoughts. This game. Oh, just. You know what? Sorry. Oh, Jesus. What you got? My, we have Sergio in the chat who's oh. like, hey, can you get to Discord? Oh. So I'm going to do that. I feel, you know, we don't take enough calls this year. We haven't. Facts. Let's check in. Sergio, are you there? Yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Hey. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome for cutting off Morgan's story and going to you. What do you want to say? Oh, oh I just want to say Keegan. Keegan is that guy. Keegan is going to be that third star for, for the Kings this year. Like, depending on how long that takes, we'll see. But, like, after a game tonight, that just shows he has the potential to be that third guy for the Kings. Like, I, I don't know. Hot take? He's got the potential to be a legit number two. Yeah, for not, not yet. For not for real. Like, coming off, like, hitting, hitting shots like that, like, going off for, like, for breaking the records for. Uh, most threes by by a Kings player in a single game, most points. And you know what's great about that? You know whose record he broke? Who? Oh yeah, no, I know. Uh, I I don't want to say his name. Thank you. We don't have to. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, we don't, I don't need to say his say, name. No, why do I? I feel you Dietrich. so much on that though. Like I felt that same way when I saw him break that. I was like, thank God. <laughs> like when I heard, the, so I was listening to the game at work. I, I was every game that I can't make it to. I'm I'm listening to the G Man at work. Shout G Man. Yep, yep, and he's got the bucket. Yep, and every time he was yelling that, I was yelling. I was yelling Murray at work, and everybody was just looking at me all weird. It's funny. But That's great, like, man. Yeah, is am I wearing a shirt? I'm wearing, <laughs> I'm wearing the Keegan. I'm wearing the Keegan Murray jersey right now. Oh, That's hell yeah, guys. dude! Well, hey, I appreciate you checking in for the first time, and I'll I'll do a better job of making sure we get to some Discord uh, calls throughout the year. So check in again, all right? Yeah, and for sure, for sure. Thank you, you guys, for doing this. this is, uh, I tune in all the time. This is awesome. You guys do a great job. And, yeah, that's how I keep up with my kings. Appreciate hey. you, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. There's Sergio checking in. So all right, Morgan, you. back to your final thoughts. Final thoughts. Go ahead. Um, final thoughts. Just, I love a big game like this. I love the records being broken because of who was ahead. Um, I also think looking at how you always have perspective, I think it's important that when the Kings lose next, to not lose sight of some of these wins like this without De'Aaron Fox and how the team played as a whole. Sure, Keegan Murray went off, but I thought the team as a whole, even guys down the line, not scoring the ball, just doing all the little things, it was fantastic, and you just hope that they can figure out how to do this a little bit more consistently. I agree. My final thought? Legos. Legos. Life is like Legos. Uh, no, it's... I'm going to reiterate one thing. For maybe people who you can't are just checking in to stream. What no. You know. Thanks for going out to all my lines. Um, stop with the trade Keegan Murray stuff. Oh. 
And I know, look, I know it's not because you don't like Keegan. I know it's because you want a championship. And you're like, can we trade Keegan and get this guy? Look, man, Keegan Murray's on a rookie deal. What is he, 23 years old? You've been wanting a wing with size Mm -hmm. who can defend at a high level and hit the three. He is growing his game. He's putting the ball on the floor. He's dunking. He's not only defending guys on the wing. He's defending guards. He's defending the best player on the team. And he's doing it at a high level. I was never tripping about him missing threes early. Sure. Because I saw what he did last year in catch and shoot situations. 40% from three over 200 made threes. Setting an NBA rookie record. Since he's come back from... The back injury, the three starting to drop again. And when it's not dropping, he's not disappearing. We're going, was Keegan on the floor tonight? He's still finding ways to impact the game. And he's doing it defensively. He's doing it by scoring at the rim with that nice little floater when he gets into the lane. Trust this. Enjoy this. He may not win a championship this year. Who cares? It's about seeing the growth and understanding that Fox Sabonis... And Murray can be a legit big three. A little monk in there, too. Mm. That's a pretty good core. And now it's on the front office to build around that. Get some more defense. And this Kings team can be legit in the West. But the Keegan-Murray trade ideas, if I see enough, do not ever post one again. Not on Discord. Not on X. Not on IG. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it in the chat. Instant block by me now. Yeah, right. So my final message, enjoy this shit. This is fun. Big win. I love it. 15 to 9. You know what? I'm going to say this right now. This is the Please ha- don't. This is the happiest I've been after a win this oh, year. Oh. Thought it was going to be something like a no, dramatic no, hot no, no. I was like, it's no. It's not a hot take because we look, the Kings still have some mm-hmm. of the same issues. We're not ignoring that. You don't just go, hey, they win, so the issues are gone, right? No, yeah. we, we're aware of the weaknesses. Um but I, I haven't even talked about to Morgan about this, but there have been times after the podcast, even after wins, from like I'm not as excited. And that sucks for me That's because I'm awful. trying to tell people to be appreciate these moments. Tonight, I felt it. I felt the joy. I'm happy. Very fun one. Well, okay, little spoiled bratty boy. It can't take like a 47-point game from it's a not player. About that. Okay. It's not about that. Okay. Just making sure. It's about playing the right way without your, your best player. That is and fair. I appreciate that. So okay. go do it again Monday night. Don't get greedy. With Deuce Mason and Mike Bibby hey. on pre and post. Be on pre and post. We're going to have night chat live yep. after that game. Morgan's going to be in Orlando staying up. Yeah. I'll until, be. It's going to be 1 a.m. Eastern time. I'll be on and Morgan's gonna West be, Coast time. So you're going to be watching that game. Yeah. And you may be missing the next night chat after that, though. No, I don't think I don't. I don't think I will. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, because it will be 930. My, I, don't, I don't think I will. Well, we appreciate you guys so much. Um, I want to encourage people watching us on YouTube later. Make sure to drop comments below. Give us your thoughts on what you thought. Keegan Murray, what you thought about Keegan Murray? What do you think about his ceiling at this point? What you thought about the win? Also, make sure to hit the thumbs up and subscribe. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It just helps us grow. We appreciate you guys so, so, so much. But we got to go. Thanks for partying with us on a Saturday night, feeling happy with us, celebrating with us. See ya!
My bad. <laughs> Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.